right, everyone. Welcome into episode 19 of Without a Mic podcast. I'm Roger Baugh. I've got my best friend Tanner Rafston here. Uh, Spencer Cook is out of town this week, so he will be rejoining us next week. But today we've got an awesome special episode for you guys. Today we are going to be reviewing the episode or the show Severance. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Without a Mic is a show where we cover movies, TV, industry updates, live topics. So today we're focusing on the TV side of things. And we're going to jump into it with Severance. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Severance is a show on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, it's actually directed and produced by Ben Stiller. Um, it's also directed by Aofi McArdle. Um, it stars a couple of semi-famous actors, but the, the uh, most notable one is Adam Scott. He plays the main character, Mark. We've got Britt Lauer, Patricia Arquette, um, and a couple more, so... Uh, this show just finished last a week ago Friday, releasing its final episode, so all the episodes are out. This will be a spoiler-filled review, so if you haven't seen it yet and you want to, I highly recommend you put a pause on this, go watch the show, and then come back and hear our thoughts, because this show is not one you want to watch with spoilers if you're going to enjoy it, because there's just so much going on. So, um, for to kind of go over the uh, what the show's about, it's it's essentially based on sort of the concept of work-life balance. Would you say that's fair? Like, that's kind of the the premise of it? I'll jump in, yeah. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was super interesting that it tackles this topic of, of yeah, work-life balance and, like, mm-hmm. trying to... I mean, the whole, the whole idea of severance, right, is that you separate your, your working life from your normal life, like your, your work right. self doesn't know what your normal <laughs> self is doing outside yeah. outside of work it's just like like you're awake and then you're not basically it's super super strange yeah and i i think it's so original um I, like that was the first thing when i started when i heard about this show and i was excited about it it's it was because of how original it was and sort of you know like you said it 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 the severance procedure for just to recap on that is you know, surgically separating your your work mind from your personal mind, and so when when the uh, characters or the employees go to work, they go through this elevator which switches on their work brain, and then everything they do throughout the day at work stays in that sort of mental space. And then when they leave, it turns that off and switches them back to their personal life, which doesn't have any recollection of their work. Um, which I think a lot of people are struggling or, or working on work-life balance so um to sort of see this this uh world where that's surgically possible and and it's appealing to obviously all these characters did it for a reason um which we find out more about later but you know that's just such a fascinating concept so that's what initially made me excited about the show and then when it actually came out um it was even better than i thought so um yeah, and I think I think, I think some people might get the wrong idea just off the bat that like like oh no another show about like work dynamics and stuff like it's not it's not like that um, at all like it's mm-hmm. it's a psychological thriller at its core and yeah so it really takes you for a trip and um, it like like you're saying this the, it's a really fresh take separating mm-hmm. you know those two parts of your life completely like you have no idea what you're doing at work you have no idea what's going on you just like you you wake up coming up the elevator and you're just like guess i'll go home 
<laughs> it's so it's right? so strange because you because uh, a lot of these people they're using it as like a, an escapism, right? Um, right. Just to be able to like turn their brain off, you know, from their from their conscious thoughts for eight hours of the day, um, and just actually work, not have to be distracted or think about other shit. I don't know. It's um, it's really interesting. Yeah. No. And I think obviously at the beginning we sort of see why Mark did it is because he his wife, you know passed away or so he thinks right and so you know he sort of takes this job to help him turn off the pain of losing his wife within his personal life and so his work self gives him you know eight hours a day of not having to deal with that so really interesting you know I think I think one of the things that I really liked about this and I guess we can just sort of jump into what we liked and sort of our overall thoughts but um I think that's really interesting because I think a lot of people do, you know, they bury themselves in their work. They, you know, they, they throw themselves into, into work to try to avoid some of their personal problems or things going on in their personal life. And this show really mirrors that. Obviously the methods different, but you know, people do that in real life. So I think the main four characters in the team, you have Heli, Mark, um, Irv and Dylan, you know, we, we don't quite know, as much about half of them I would say as to why they took the job but Mark and Heli we do know and it's sort of really interesting to see sort of their their Audi which is their personal life self and their Innie which is their work life self and sort of the difference between them and sort of what their motivations were and how that doesn't totally line up with their their Innie their work self so um, I thought that was really relatable because I think in some ways we can relate to different people like I kind of saw Mark is like he's that he's that like wants to do good employee but he kind of likes to goof around a little bit I think we've all had that person in the office you know he's kind of that that supervisor that's a little awkward but he's trying and then you have Heli who's like the new employee who's struggling to fit in you've got Irv who's like the by the book guy who's like been there forever and sort of almost is wants to be the supervisor but he's not and then you have Dylan who's kind of He's like a he's a goof, but at the same time he he works really hard and he's motivated by, you know, waffle parties and things like that. So yeah, I think yeah he's motivated by really, like the recognition. Right. Yeah. He likes the recognition, and even though he's kind of like uh, uh, probably the most loose of all of them in some ways, but he, uh, I think he he was a really interesting character that developed more later in the show. I was a little bit like yeah. unsure of him early, but I think his development really like pushed forward. Um, what what I what I liked show. about um, about the show and and Dylan in particular was I think I got my biggest laughs out of what you know from Dylan he he was just mm-hmm. he was so funny not that he was like he was. trying to be um, obviously it was he was it was written that way but um, mm-hmm. that's what I like about the show like it's it's got you on the edge of your seat for a lot of this and it's got you wondering you know truly wondering and and building up these 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 payoffs literally every episode. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like they can, they use humor really well um, to right. to relieve you or to even like lull you into like a false sense of security and like stop questioning as much. And then they and then they hit you, and so so that's yeah. one of the reasons I like Dylan is like he was always so funny. Um, I can't remember can't remember the line, but um, oh Mark Mark was like up in front of the group. And 
he was like reading the list that Milchik gave him. The announcements. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And one of them was like, uh, and some of us are sharing too much about our our rewards from our work or whatever. And Dylan's like, whoa, feeling attacked here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, he's just always like making quips. And and I don't know. He's, he is so funny. He's one of my favorite characters for sure. Yeah, no, the, well, the dynamic of the four of them was just so good because I feel like it was so balanced. Like, obviously, Mark is the main character and, and you know, you've got a lot of interesting stuff going on with Helly and Irving, maybe more so than Dylan, you know, mm-hmm. at least early on. And so I feel like they were all equally developed and their dynamics between each other were, were fairly well d- developed as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, Mark and Helly was a big focus and, and Bert, and Irving was a big focus in the show. Um, but I think they all, I just think it simulated like an office team environment so well, like so naturally. And then, like you said, it injected that humor. It had that suspense. And one thing I really liked about this show was like the writing and the pacing were so in sync because like obviously the finale was insane. Um, uh, everything built up to that that finale to just open up so many things and then also create a ton of new questions. Um, but I think sort of, you know, episode one, right. You, you see Mark crying in the parking lot and then he goes to work, you know, the acting they do when their faces change going down the elevator is insane. But you know, all of a sudden it's this upbeat music and every, all the hallways are well lit. And, you know, I think as the show goes on, I noticed at least that each episode, had less light scenes and more dark scenes Um, until the final episode. Almost everybody was in the dark, you know, Dylan's in the dark, you know, control room marks at this dark reading for Rickon's book. Um, Helly's at this like dark gala and Irving's in his dark house. And so I think, you know, the contrast from episode one to episode nine from like well lit, happy people, everything's clean. Everything's, you know, upbeat to the final episode where like descent into chaos and stuff yeah Yeah. exactly that's that's interesting i hadn't i hadn't hadn't noticed that that's cool yeah just uh just the writing was so good and 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 everything just pushed you towards this and it was so subtle like you said like some some of the stuff lulled you and so i think that you know in a way like you're experiencing the same thing these characters are which is like being lulled you know Obviously, Lumen's yeah. trying to lull these like, employees. Okay, like, okay, well, well, you're pacified here. Like, don't worry about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what we're doing. It doesn't matter. Just keep right. <laughs> keep keep uh, <laughs> keep looking for the right numbers. Put them in the box. Right. Yeah, and and that's so interesting too because we don't even. There's so many questions. We don't even know what Lumen does. Yeah, we have sh- no season one is clue. over. They they did make a huge point of like literally everything that was used in all of their offices was like Lumen branded. So like mm-hmm. they're obviously making a million different things. So, right. so they've got their, their, their reaches are, are very wide. And mm-hmm. I actually started rewatching the show because it's so good. Like I couldn't, I couldn't uh, keep it down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, have you noticed anything different? so far yeah yeah i I noticed like little things here and there like in the first episode mark's walking heli through um and like showing her around and he's like these offices are are empty but they're planning a big expansion it's like oh okay we're planning to bring a bunch more people in here all right lumen i Hmm. see you 
um, okay. the conniving assholes. Well, and and <laughs> they run into uh, they run into those kids protesting on the street after Mark has that that's right has that date with on the doula in, in the second episode, and the kids mm-hmm. were saying that like Lumen was trying to force severance on like kids or just like force it on people in general right and so like making like is lumen like trying to like makes like control people with severance you know in a a forceful way eventually like how far is it gonna go you know if they're if they're already so involved in like so much of people's lives and then like what's what's to take it a step further with severance i don't know yeah, no, that's true, because I think of those cards, the one that Dylan took, you know, they were, like, positions for people to be in. Like, it was, like, a reference card for, like, how to position yourself. And yeah. so, obviously, you know, you have these... And obviously, Mark's wife, you know, um, at the end of the show... Well, uh, Miss Casey, she uh, they, they tell her she's going back to, like, this other place that's sort of, like, sounds like it's like a warehouse or a reserve for people so do they just have like people lined up there that they can activate like certain people that they never turn off the severance like you know well she she said that like i'm only ever awake for like an hour at a time right, right. so like her severed self her or any um mm-hmm. so it makes you think like what is her audi doing like what like when they're just holding her right like Right. What what torture is that person going through? Right. And then obviously, you know, sh- her Audi is Mark's wife, so like something's going on there with with these other people, right? That that maybe don't get to leave or you know, Mr. Milchek, we never saw him like not an any. So I, it makes me wonder if certain is people are Is it not like, an any or is he well, that's what I'm wondering. Is Audi. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is it, like Miss Cobell too. She never had like a, 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 I think she was herself the whole time, and I think right. he was himself the whole time. But I don't know if he has an Audi, um, because certain people, obviously the other lady that uh, she was at the gala, but she's the one that sort of was was holding Miss Cobell accountable to the yeah. harmony. Yeah. So. She obviously seemed to be always herself. So there's definitely people at Lumen that are not severed. Um, right. But just so many questions. You know, I think one of the biggest ones that I realized at the end was like Irving's like hallucinations of this black sludge dripping down. Was that due to his paintings? What, what Was that like a an issue with his severance procedure? Like we still don't know about that. Um, and then, you know, we still don't know much about like Dylan's personal life. Obviously he has kids and that was something that he wanted to learn more about, but there's so many questions going into next season and they have greenlit this for season two. So right. will be happening. Um, can't wait for that. But I mean, I mean, overall um, the show, the show, every episode, it has build up as you know, this anticipation and then payoff build up mm-hmm. payoff. Right. So it's, it's a really rewarding show to watch in that sense, because, you know, starting from the first episode, it makes you start to wonder about things and then it like reveals it and not in like a non-trivial way either. 
not that it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah okay lame um, but like in, in interesting ways and then it starts getting you to ask new questions and every episode it right. leaves you with you know new questions going into the next one but you still feel like you have this anticipation like oh what what what's coming next but you are also satisfied at the same time of getting to understand more in that in that episode that you were just watching it's it's amazing how well how well written it is how well crafted it was yeah i think that's i think that's such a good analysis because like you said it 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 satisfies you but it doesn't like spoon feed you satisfaction and it doesn't give you like a cheap satisfaction just so that you feel that way like it's written the pacing is to like it answers one question but creates two new ones right so you're always getting like you want to know more and you and you're learning at the same time and so you know obviously we get to the finale there's massive cliffhangers for each character um but for me that the finale felt satisfying like it felt like this was a complete story that was wrapped up right here and i'm excited for season two but if for some reason the show just ended right now and they never made any more of it you know it would in in a way it would still feel satisfying to me because it feels complete like a complete story right now um even though there's so much that's about to happen and I think season two will be very different because now they're all compromised. Um, right. But just this, this pacing and buildup of season one of everyone trying to figure out what's going on. You have the any side, the Audi side, you know, all this scheming, planning, like Mark's obviously learning more about PD, what happened, you know, all these, all these storylines. Um, and then it just kind of comes together in this perfectly crafted finale and just drops a bomb on everything. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's insane. I I was thinking about it because typically, you know, when we do these, I I like to do the positives first and then go over the negatives. I really can't think of any negatives about this show. Like this, this might be this is probably my favorite show I've ever seen, um, and I really can't think of any like negatives as far as anything about it really yeah i mean there's some things i mean i don't have this isn't like a negative per se but there were there were times that like stuff happened that was like or stuff was said that was like so ridiculous it's like what are you kidding me yeah (laughs) um like when when miss casey is doing like the wellness visits and she's like let me tell you things about your audi and like I just I just watched this again last night. It was an episode two. She was talking to Irving, and she's With like, "Irving, yeah, your Audi is a friend to children and to the elderly and the insane." It's like, who gives a crap? And then she's like, "Your Audi <laughs> values water." What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, who wrote that? <laughs> or just like, it's just like these super like ridiculous things. Your Audi helps someone lift a heavy object. And he's supposed to be like, oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> but then if he reacts, well, he, then, like, then, like, yeah, he's when he reacts, I don't know, it's so strange. They're like, they're like, here's all these good things about your Audi that you don't know. But if you get excited about it, like, calm down. Like, don't let it get to your head. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Then why are you telling me? Yeah. Your Audi enjoys right? films and owns a machine that can play them. Okay. That's great. <laughs> I hope he enjoys that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the... Well, I I think one of my favorite scenes is when Mark gets, it's in episode one, but where Mark gets promoted uh-huh. to replace Petey as the supervisor and Miss Cobell tells him. And, the, you know, this was something interesting, but the whole, 
the whole time the board is on on the line but they never say anything you hear like a crackle every now and then but yeah you know she's like also who do you think is the board is it egan or or do you think it's actually like a (sighs) bunch of people i think it's i think it's a bunch of people because i i don't think egan is that directly involved with with that those apartments because miss gobel's running obviously like or she was you know her and milchek were running that branch of lumen but yeah. it almost I, makes I me know. think it's someone that we we've seen someone that we might know somehow that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking but we haven't seen a lot of people right is uh, the interesting yeah. part i don't know i i think i think the board will come more into into play in next season right but it's it's like one of those there's a lot of things in the show that are like on the periphery because there's the lady um that he met that mark meets i think it was at the end of episode seven where they kill um what was the other guy that worked there i can't remember his name but Search of the g let me look it up garner is it garner it is anyway yeah i know you're talking about the the scientist yeah, lady grainer Grainer. Grainer. Okay, that that he meets at the at the college. Yes. So they kill him, they kill him and like that's Yeah, and and then we never heard on. from her again in this no, first and season. No. You've got the board. Um you've got also the whole thing with Dylan um like Dylan was woken up and that's what kind of spurred this and they figured out that that it could be done. So, you know, we really don't know anything about Dylan personally so i think his character will be more developed next season he has three kids um, we know that we have yep that's all we know <laughs> uh but we don't know he why he took the job <laughs> um but yeah no i i think it just kind of looking it over and trying to find anything i, I can't really think of anything that i disliked about the show i think i think everything fit perfectly into the frame and this is like a masterpiece in my in my opinion on on shows i've seen you know most shows i can that i like i i appreciate it and i like it but there's still always a couple things i can you know nitpick or whatnot but this one i'm just totally blank i can't think of anything that i would have changed or that i i think was poorly done and also i think that's difficult because we only have one season in context and so it like it's hard to critique things when you don't know how it's going to play out um but like you said, right. since it was so satisfying this season and everything sort of was crafted so well, I I think it's airtight. I don't think there's any any yeah, leaks. Yeah, I mean, or I issues. can't I can't think of the last time I enjoyed a season one of a show this much. The only the only ones I'd I'd put even remotely close are like you know shows like maybe Breaking Bad or yeah the the first the first season of House of Cards, the good one. Um, let me think. Yeah, I don't know. There's just, there's just. Oh, Ozark. It's a short oh, Ozark. List. I'd put up there too. It it is a super short list. Like, and and even those, you'd I'd be able to come up with a bunch of negatives. But um, right. But yeah, it's it's super hard with with Severance. It's just so well done. And and kudos to them too, right? Because they did all this during during COVID, pretty much. I was watching. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was watching Ben Stiller uh, talking about it on, on Jimmy Fallon. And he was like, yeah, it's super strange. Like, you'd like 
go walk down these like blinding white hallways and then at the end is Christopher walking in a in a mask and gloves <laughs> and he's like that's that's a horror in and of itself <laughs> and then we have to go and do these scenes <laughs> that's awesome yeah no that's that's a good point is it just I think kind of going back to like just how well crafted the experience was like it was so immersive and you know you've got obviously Bert Christopher Walken you know there's there's so many like awkward conversations and like you know that all their innies are a little bit awkward because they aren't really socialized yeah and so you know you have Bert Bert and uh, Irving kind of interacting you've got you know like you said Miss Casey and the wellness checks you've got obviously the horrors of the break room you know, there's just so many different like interactions that are happening. And so as, as sort of the show goes on, you know, the, these interactions get, I think, stranger and more like strained in certain ways. So, um, yeah, just, just puts you in such, such, uh, unique situations, but it feels so right. And like, I, I feel, I feel like most of those I'm looking back and I'm thinking I've had an interaction like that at work you know yeah like meeting someone for the first time or like that awkward Im- Im- coworker you have that you have to talk to or you know your awkward boss trying to read announcements or you uh-huh. know just that crappy supervisor like all those things are like just they're 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 different context in this show but like Very they're relatable. all relatable situations so yeah i think that was perfect Okay, here's okay, not a, again, not like a negative, but just like an oddity with the show. Like no mm-hmm. one no one's that friendly with their elderly neighbor spinster. No. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um Mark and Mark and Miss Selvig being that that cool, like come on, I don't know. It's super weird. Right. Yeah, the whole tr- like calling her on the phone and explaining the trash can thing. You know, like no, recycling goes out on this day and you know <laughs> yeah and then she brings him but, cookies and he's like you want to come in and have cookies like bro she's like 70 i don't know like, yeah <laughs> grieve your well, wife one, on your own I'm just kidding right um well obviously I, she's trying to keep tabs on him so she's oh, for I, sure. I understand she, why she's, she's warming her way it. in but but he's he's also kind of isolated and like uh you know depressed so it's like if if somebody he'll like, take whatever nice he can him, get uh, yeah, I think that way. was kind of the motivation there. Yeah. Oh, another another weird one is just like, like who wrote this? This is insane. Uh, like basically anything with Rickon, anything with Rickon regarding him, it's just <laughs> like who who who? How'd you come up with that crap? Like when they're reading his book, I love when they're reading his book uh, at work. Yeah. He's like, bullies are nothing but bull and lies. It's like what the. <laughs> Whoever wrote just, Rickon's book in real life, I want to, I want to hear more from that. Well, person. yeah, wrote any of his dialogue too. Like when he's doing his like book reading and stuff, it's like, wow, this is insane. This guy is well, off his rocker. And I love that that becomes like the Bible for like Mark. Dylan and Mark. Mark, help, help me, in, help me hang the kelp. Mark's like, what? He's like, just help me. All right. <laughs> it's like I know it's weird. Just. I don't have time to explain. The baby's coming. Hang the kelp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That the whole uh, the whole uh, just Rickon dynamic was just a hoot. Like, 
Especially that first, when you first meet him and they're having that, like, non-meal meal. Yeah. And just, like, you know, they all have a glass of water and they're at this table, like, in eating Not conversation eating. and, like, <laughs> yeah. good thoughts. Yeah, like, it just... <laughs> You know Rickon's gonna be awesome, and he just he nails it. The hair, the the look, the the mannerisms, um, and I, I think I think something that was really interesting that I I sort of forgot about after the initial shock of the first of the final episode was um, that lady who was also giving birth at that lodge. Yeah. Um, who shows up later. She was um, she was severed, but she's not, at least as far as we can tell, her... It looks like her husband's like a senator or something, or... Yeah, something you know, like that. The, he, he's important, and... Yeah, no, senator, I think that sounds right. Um, I think that's what it was. Some sort of politician, at, at the very least. And she mm-hmm. basically got severed so that she wouldn't remember the painful experience of having the kids, or maybe for the whole pregnancy or something. I don't know. But or even just being a parent, like maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's several people so you can like have that break. It's so, yeah. So strange. Right. And, and because there's just so much that's still unknown. It's like it always, yeah. I always wondering about things, but not in a way that like, like frustrates you. Right. Yeah. The, uh, the whole I mean, because your first thought is like, man, this is crazy for, you know, work. But then, like, once you sort of go through it and you, towards the end of the season, you start to see like, oh, there's like different ways that they can use people like severed people um, and offer that to people. Because yeah. obviously there's this big push by Lumen to to get people to go through severance. But it makes me wonder, obviously you see this show from the perspective of people who are employees and what their experience is like and obviously there's people like miss casey who are locked away and and don't really get used that much and then there's people like this the senator's wife who's or this politician's wife who have just done it to be a normal person like a severed mom versus professional person or whatever so really interested to see how they expand that because severance obviously can be used to split yourself but it doesn't necessarily give you the context for the split and so right i'm interested to see more about how they like take the severance procedure and then like fit those two sides in somewhere like if you create one of them as being a parent or a mom versus an employee like how do you manage that right because at, at the company, they have the switches and stuff to turn people off and on. But how does a, just a regular person manage that? So there's just so I mean, much. How, however <laughs> they do it, we know that it's going to be done pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it's, it's amazing just like the quality of things overall because there's like there's little things just along the way in every episode. Uh, one example uh like in the in the finale where like they make you think that um miss cobell took uh, the baby took the baby right mm-hmm. and like that's a little thing and it really doesn't matter whether she did or not like it, it really doesn't you know 
do anything to the plot. And then she like gets to Lumen and like she just lets the car roll away. And we're like the baby's in there. Yeah. And then, like two minutes later, they like find the baby back at the house. Like she didn't take it, but like that's such a little thing that like it's building the suspense like during the the episode. And then there's there's a payoff, and you mm-hmm. know those those fears are quieted. That. You know that that little attention to to detail is just like incredible. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's a great point. There's so many little suspense building moments that that sort of contribute to the overall feel of that. Because that final episode is just a an, a masterclass in building suspense, and then just oh, payoff. Yeah. And so, you know, you have this, you know, Dylan's sort of you know, holding <laughs> except, these switches. Except when except when Irv is he's opening the box. And then he picks up this picture. He's like, who the hell is this? Turns it over. Dad. Right? Like you would normally label your photos. No. Yeah, No one's right. writing dad on the back <laughs> of their picture. Unless this dude's got Alzheimer's. Like, yeah, right. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just like, okay. Yeah, that's that, true. That, that, was, that was a little like too, uh, too forward. Right. Well, and it, I mean. Unrealistic. He's, he's going through this suitcase, right? And it's like, I think his... Yeah, one thing that that Georgette, my wife, and I were talking about when we uh, when we when we finished the episode, we're like, I feel like Irving was the least responsible with the time he had. Oh yeah, when he was, dude, he was just like, like he was just like Bert, I'm horny. <laughs> Where's <yeah>. Bert? <laughs> How do I find Bert? <laughs> yeah, right. Whereas like Mark's like trying to piece it together and figure it out. Miss Cobell was there, you know. He's he sees the book and he's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and then. Like he's trying, he figures out that he's he did it because of his wife, and then obviously, obviously the best the the whole point of the baby was to put him in the situation where he saw the picture and realized who his wife was. Um, well, so, sort of because you also sort of. you also had uh, him interacting with Rick, and he's like, "Oh, and I had the picture. I've got it right here." And he like gets interrupted, doesn't get gets it pulled out. Like, no, you were so close. <sighs> but then they give it to you later, and it's like, yes. But also what? <laughs> yeah. And also, and also, like, why was why was Helly the only good one at like playing it off, like just like making people think that it's still her? I don't know. Mark Mark was so bad. <laughs> he was yeah, so right. bad at it. Well, he yeah he he let everybody else dictate his time, but Helly was the most proactive, which I feel like is appropriate because she's been the most. Her her innie is definitely a beast. Like, oh yeah, she well, it's in, crazy that her innie is literally the exact opposite, right? From, right from what her Audi is, and it's mm-hmm. it's so strange because I I think from what I we can from what we've seen so far, she's like the only one like that. Um, yeah, like everybody else the is exact opposite. The other ones like they they're mostly the same mm-hmm. that we've seen. Yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah, that was a that's a great point, a great observation because I she definitely, I mean she basically tried to commit suicide, to like, yeah. get out of there. Well, she did commit. She attempted suicide to get out of there, and like her innie is the daughter of of Kier, so it's like, you know, just that how crazy that contrast is, and like, I think it's to, awesome to be too, honest. To be honest, part of the, me was sad for her, right? That like, she didn't succeed. <laughs> yeah like, she hated her life so much yeah and that's that's like the crazy part is it's like the the ethics of this 
you know, you, you start to think about it, it's like, I'm going to split my mind so that half of it can enjoy its life more and the other half may be suffering, may be like totally like horrified at their life, but I'm okay with that. Like my, your Audi is like super selfish because that's, that's what Heli's Audi did. She was like, right. you know, screw you. Like you're going to stay there. Like, yeah, I, I mean, you're basically you. creating someone and putting them in a cell. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it's kind Which of is wild. just, yeah. And then obviously Lumen's like pushing this, right? They want that, you know, cause oh, they yeah. can use all these people and they, and nobody can complain about it. Right. Like they, they don't let any, you know, it, it's a total trap, right? Cause you can't take any words out. You can't take any messages. You can't communicate with your outside self. So it's like, they can literally do whatever they want down there. Which, which also, no I wonder how much of that was legit. Like that they're sensing messages and crap because the only times I can remember, they they only show the one time of Heli trying to get away with like the message in her pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she does that. But they caught right her. after, right? They caught her, but she she does that, you know, right in front of Milchek and stuff. Like she she's like, "F this, I'm out," and they knew she had a message on her, and so she's bolting to the elevator, and they've got cameras everywhere like obviously milchek could could just like radio ahead to grainer like stop the elevator turn on the lights or whatever you know and like so so do they really like are they not just watching everyone you know and they happen to catch people or or do they really have some technology to detect messages going out that doesn't that seems crazy to me i i feel like they just caught enough people trying to get messages out that everyone is now like embedded with this fear um and so they so they yeah. don't try and do it yeah that's true like i would i would be surprised if they had like a machine that could detect writing and like would flag it it's more like we just watch and we can tell when you have it but yeah. if you just reinforce that notion enough exactly which is there that's a lot of again goes back to how great the show is but like the psychology of it all you know there's a lot of things that are going on psychologically like influence you know there's a ton at play there's so much at play and so they you know i think the great thing too about this show which um this was a critique of something else that i had talked about recently but i can't remember what it was but anyway you know they trust the audience during the show you know and i don't like i don't like it when a show or a movie or whatever it is or a story like doesn't trust the audience and so they have to spell it out for you i think we were talking about this i can't remember what yeah yeah we were were talking talking about last week there was something Uh, we had we were it was it was it was uh it was it was my gripe with like haunting of hill house and blythe manor blythe manor that's right um just that like they they spoon feed you at the end it's like no like that is so dissatisfying like you're treating me like a baby right and i don't like Mm -hmm. it um yeah like you're saying like they don't trust the audience um like that's what that's what makes severance so so fun so interesting rewarding and and why i want to watch it again right yeah i'm definitely going to rewatch it it i it's one of those things where you know, you watch it back and you notice more things knowing the end, which yep. enriches the experience. It's not just a rote, you know, going back through it again. It's it's like, oh, you know, now that I understand, 
you know, you pick up the breadcrumbs and, and see things along the way. So I'm definitely excited to rewatch it because um, I think there's so much value in that. And I and just to watch the finale again, I'll probably watch that another one or two times just by itself <laughs> to really analyze it and dig deep. But um, definitely a show I'll rewatch. Super excited for season two. Um, did you have any other like um, thoughts or comments or anything? I, I was I was thinking we could move forward and sort of give I don't our know, man. final there's review. Just, there's too much to be said about it. I think I think we've uh, I think we've covered it for the most part. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I did have a couple um, like a couple real quick tidbits of you know facts and stuff, but this show, you know, one of the things that sticks out in the show is like the building that they're in, the Lumen corporate building you know there's so many shots and the cinematography in the show is great too but there's so many shots of this building and i was like where is that so turns out it was at the old bell labs building in holmdale new jersey um so that's where the show is filmed at lumen interesting Um, i was so convinced that they were like in colorado or something (laughs) right yeah it's it's totally uh just it's a very striking like building and obviously there's lots of trees and stuff around and it looks like it's kind of this small town where everybody is like lumens the big dog in town so yeah really interesting but that's where it was filmed if anyone's interested um and so another interesting thing is uh the water tower out front is supposedly shaped like a transistor there and uh if you look up the address on google maps um 101 Crawford's Corner Road, Holmdale, New Jersey, from the aerial view, you'll see the roadways also look like a transistor um, to Hmm. sort of mirror that water tower. So um, that's where the transistor was invented and sort of both those designs are sort of paying tribute to it. So if that looks familiar, that's uh, just a a really interesting fact about that. So um, That's fun. Yeah, really interesting. So uh, yeah, so I mean the when we when we sort of give our ratings and stuff uh spencer does like a number system and mine the way i do my ratings is i sort of have four categories so i feel like when you talk to someone about a movie or tv show there's sort of four responses number one is oh my gosh this is amazing you have to go see it like prioritize it go see it now number two is it was really good but i wouldn't prioritize it number three it was all right like if you you could take it or leave it and number four is horrible don't go watch it so for me this is definitely if you're using the number system a 10 out of 10 um for my other for my rating system this is the best show i've probably ever seen i would highly recommend going out and prioritizing watching it as soon as possible you know and this is a show where you shouldn't watch it while you're on your phone or you're distracted like really put yourself i mean the show is engaging enough that it will do this for you but don't allow yourself to be distracted while you watch it just because the Yeah, this isn't a show to put on while you're like doing some doing some work or something. Like this is something to like sit down yeah. and enjoy for sure. Yes. And and I yeah. and I'd put it down. in the same category. Prioritize it, like go watch it. It's on Apple TV. It's it's worth the subscription alone just for that show. Um mm-hmm. but but there's other great shows on there too, actually. Uh, I've been pleasantly yeah. surprised, you know, with you know, Ted Lasso uh yeah the shrink next i'm in the middle of that right now several other ones that are that are quite good yeah absolutely um apple tv plus is really like 
doing a great job right now. I think there's a lot of good content on there. Um, and I'd say at this moment, like as far as new shows and, and new content, I think they're, if I had to tell you to get one for the month, for the next month, I would, I would probably recommend that. But like you said, severance alone is worth the, you know, $5 subscription for it. So well, and, I would and, highly recommend and you, it. You told me to watch wild horses and I did. I started watching it. It's great. But there's only like yeah. five episodes, and I'm just like, no, I gotta wait for more episodes to come out. This is insane. But Severance isn't that way. They're all out now. We've we've experienced yep. the pain for you. Go watch it. You'll 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 <laughs> yeah, love we, yourself for it. Well, we, I mean, this started like end of February, so uh, it's had nine episodes, one a week, and so it finished up. Like like Tanner said, it's completely available. Go check it out. It's you can binge it, you know, and you will. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so that's my rating. You know, uh, did you have anything else to add? Any, you know, any commentary on your ratings? Anything like that? No, I, I no, I, I already said it. I, I agree. It's it's a must watch. Yeah, I go, think go go get you some. Yeah, and and honestly, like, it's it's I, I don't know. For me, like, I thoroughly enjoyed the Batman and I, and I loved severance, you know, I think those are two of my favorite, you know, stories or shows, movies that have come out in a long time. So, you know, we, we did review the bat Tanner and I actually saw the Batman last weekend. Um, my second time, his first time. So, um, I just think it's so cool that, you know, right now, if you look around, you know, Ted Lasso, amazing, you know, Coda came out, won an Oscar, amazing. The Batman, amazing. Like there's just so much good stuff out right now and I think people are like pushing those limits you know I think I think so many times you know not that there's anything wrong with it but we have an Indiana Jones sequel and a Jurassic Park 6 you know and we have all these things like Star Wars is being rebooted and all the, there's just so much a like a million times and like oh here's, yes. here's an Eternals and this is like a two and a half three hour dookie it's like no, yeah man right? give me something give me something interesting make me think right yeah, there's just so many sequels and like unnecessary reboots and like just cash grabs and like, you know, mailed in stories. It's just yeah. like there's, there's we, need, so... we need more fresh takes, but it's hard because studios there. Those are those are the gambles, you know, they, right. Yeah, they they want know, tried and true and they want to hit money, big or so. they sink big, man. So it's mm-hmm. it's hard for them to to justify those. But when but when they get greenlit, oh, man, it's that that's why we need, you know, great people like like Ben Stiller. I laughed. I literally laughed every time he came up on the credits. It was like directed Same. by Ben Stiller. And like, this is like one of the funniest dudes in Hollywood. And he's directing this like crazy psychological thriller of severance. Like, what is this? But like, he was also a producer. And it, it takes good people like that that like believe mm-hmm. in what they're doing, you know, regardless of, of the studio to make it happen. And the same thing happened with, uh, with Ted Lasso. Uh, with Yep. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis, like he was the same way, directing and and writing and like helping produce. Like, uh, we well, need we need more people at, to to take chances. Well, and you look at like, Jason Bateman great great with content. Ozark. Yeah, you know, same. Like same. it, like I guess I guess that's like what. It, it's like if someone is so passionate and they like make it happen. Like sometimes they have to be famous or a big name already just to like get the pass. You know that whereas. Yeah. Like an up and coming person wouldn't get that chance, but you know, keep, keep making more of this stuff, like make weird original things. Like some of it's not going to work out, 
but a lot of it's going to be great. So it's like, you know, just, just give us more of that. You know, the people enjoy Indiana Jones and star Wars and Jurassic park and all that stuff. But you know, what I feel like really leaves an impact and impression is these passion projects for create for creative people that just have great ideas that aren't mainstream and they, they throw it out yeah. there and it's just awesome. Yeah, and so. Studios don't, don't get in their way and demanding reshoots and, and all that mm-hmm. BS. Yeah. I mean, well, Morbius is just a mess because uh, yeah, they had yeah, to. I, like, I don't even want to see it. They, they ruined one of my no, favorite, <laughs> uh, you know, Marvel villains. So mad. Yeah. And, and, uh, Spencer did a review of Morbius, uh, this past week. Um, and I mean his, from after listening to it, he basically said like, yeah, they shot this in 2019 and then they had six Marvel movies come out since then. And they had to basically Frankenstein the script so that it lined up with Canon and, it's just like, yikes! There's so much crap going on out there. But overall, I think, like you said, Severance is it's great. It's a must-watch. It's original. Check it out. Let us know your thoughts. Um, appreciate Tanner coming on and and giving his thoughts. For you sure. Know. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. So that has this has been um, without a mic. Uh, we will be back next week with another um, review. I'm not sure yet what that will be. It might be industry updates. But until then. We will see you guys next time. Bye.